Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to our first podcast of 2018. This is Molly McCord and this is a podcast all about business and books for conscious and awake entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and authors. This is all about supporting you on your journey of creating the work and the contributions to the world that are right for you. And so every week in this show, we talk about different topics and issues that are particular and and relevant to your journey, working for yourself, working in your own space, setting the standards of your business and your work in the world. Uh, My website is mollymccord.online, and that's where you'll find more videos, resources, webinars, tips, and all kinds of stuff uh, that I'm creating and putting together to help you with your business and the adventure of your business. Um, I am an author of 11 books. I have my 12th book coming out this month, the end of January. And I'm also a coach and an advisor. I've worked for different types of businesses, and I love supporting other people in their professional path, getting things clear solid, set, and building it up. Because so much of our work requires a really strong foundation, both internally within yourself, but then taking that into your business and your services that you offer. So that's really a big theme of this show and and what I offer you, is that some of these things that we want take time. And you have to build it. And it's brick by brick. As much as we want, you know, that full, complete picture of something or we want it to be done, right? We want to have reached a certain platform or a certain level of success. It's often not a fast journey. And time and time again, I've worked with many uh, people who feel like they're not doing enough. They're not doing it fast enough. They should be doing more. Um, They're thinking about what they want to do, and they think everyone else is doing it, and they're not. It's very rarely true that everyone else is faster than you or doing more than you. Chances are they've been doing it longer, and you measure this work in years, not weeks and not months, years. So I, that's where I come from, and that's not what everybody wants to hear. Uh, that's often not the reality check everyone wants, but it's the truth because what you're creating takes time. There's a learning curve. It takes gathering information, figuring out what works, figuring out what doesn't work, and really crafting your own recipe. And that's what I really want to offer you and support you in doing. Now, for years, I have been focused on my my work in the world, um, which is in the area of spiritual inspirational stuff, and that's where I write my books. That's where I've been working with some many clients. And before that, I was very much in um, corporate environments. I've worked in small businesses, and I've worked uh, for governments. And so I have a variety of professional experiences to offer, and. I feel like there's more and more people who are ready to make these commitments to themselves. And so 
this year, one of the things I'll be offering you is more of my services and more of my time. When you go to my website, I don't even have my services on my page or on my website yet because I don't have time. And so I'm going to have time to take on new clients and work with new people starting in February. And I'm also going to be able um, to share with you some new programs to support your work and, and some more offerings. So most of that is coming out in February, which is why I wanted this, today's topic, this show's topic, um, to, to support this new year that we're in and to help you get clear about your game plan for 2018. So January starts, and we seem to all come down from the hustle and bustle of the holidays, and we come back to work, or we put, you know, we get back to our priorities and have to sit down and say, okay, what's in front of me? What's important? What do I need to commit to? What do I want to do, or what do I need to do next to take this to the next level, whether it's your books or your entrepreneurial work? So in this show, I'm going to give you some tips for cleaning up and cleaning out what you don't want to take forward with you. And I hope to give you a new way to focus on what is important for this year. So here are some of my tips. And these are really basic things that we forget to do. But I'm going to um, you know, talk slow enough so that you can write these down. And these are, some of these tasks are mindless, and you can do them in front of the TV. You can do them when something else is going on, but you'll feel good done them. So the very first thing is to go into your inbox and delete old emails, not just in your inbox, but in your sent folders and your trash. I just did this, and I was appalled at how much was still in my sent folders that I didn't need. I think it was 33 pages of, of things. Clean all that out. Clean all that up. It takes up space depending on who your email service provider is. They uh, count that space in your free account. But you just want to clean it out if you don't need it. Um, if you do need some stuff, the correspondence or you're keeping records, you know, make certain files in your inbox, in your email uh, inbox, that keep those things that you need. For example, the second tip I have for you is to make sure you're keeping any of those invoices, payments, anything that you're getting that alerts you that you made a payment to a specific service, and you get that in your inbox as a receipt, keep that because you need that for your taxes. So, for example, I use various management services to help with everything I do online, and some of them um, I pay Usually I pay them monthly. Uh, for example, my email list, I use MailChimp, and every time they send me that notification that I just paid my monthly bill, I take that and I put it in a folder in my inbox that is for billing. If I do a promotion and I get that uh, email to me, that receipt, that payment, I put that in a folder. I save all those receipts of what I've paid for my business. You want to do that for the previous year, and if you haven't been doing that, you need to do that for this year. Keep track of all the payments you're making for your business. Advertising, marketing, uh, monthly expenses, monthly services, anywhere money goes out to support your work, you save that 
and you use it uh, to document your expenses and to document uh, what you need to record on your taxes. You can go into your email typically and search. Um, so for example, you, I could go in and search by MailChimp, search by the sender to find all those receipts, assuming I still have them. But that's one thing you want to be on top of, either for last year or this year. If you already got rid of those emails or those notifications, you can sign into that provider or that account and directly get the summary of your, of your expenses that you spent there in 2017. So for example, if you already deleted your MailChimp receipts, um, just go into your MailChimp account and then bring up all the payments you've made that are documented and make sure that you have a copy of those. Those are the things you have to put on your, on your taxes. So that is one of the tasks right here. Business cleanup is to make sure that you keep the documentations that you need, but you get rid of all the clutter that easily easily piles up. So you're going to delete old emails and you're going to make sure that you are main, maintaining those receipts for what you've paid for. On that note, unsubscribe from email you don't read. Because how much email do we all have these days? It's too much. Um, this, I believe, too, is something that you um, have to be aware of in terms of how people are responding to email these days. We're all overwhelmed by it. It's saturated, right? It's overly saturated for us, and so we're not opening as many emails. You, as the receiver of emails, make sure that you unsubscribe from anything you don't need, you don't want, you don't read. It's no longer of interest, And on the same note, <laughs> you, as someone who sends email, you send email, right, to your clients, customers, service, uh, everyone that you're in contact with, determine if you are sending too much email yourself. See, you have the ability to be on both sides of this here because you know that you're someone who's trying to get people's attention but perhaps you're noticing what isn't getting your attention in your inbox. So part one is to unsubscribe from everything you don't read, but then you take that and you do a self-analysis on your own email correspondence out to your readers and your customers, and you determine, are you sending enough email? Or are you sending too much? Because, again, we all have so much email these days. So that's one thing to evaluate here um, as we go, as we get this new year started, is the effectiveness of your own emails. Okay, moving on. My next tip is to assess in your business what resources you are paying for and whether or not you need to keep using them. In other words, maybe you have a monthly subscription to a certain app or a certain supportive um, management system and you don't really use it or you don't really need it or you've upgraded and you've moved to something else, review your expenses. Review what you use. I know that I have some services I use that are really low cost. They are, say, $5 a month or $9 a month. I use this one app. It's called Later.com. 
And it's a way to post on social media, on certain social media um, channels automatically and to make it a system so that I'm not always on Pinterest. I'm not always on Instagram, but these services uh, take care of it for you. So it's called later.com, which I recommend. And so that's one that I had to evaluate. Am I using this? It's only 9 bucks a month, not a big deal, but am I using it? And the answer was yes, I am using it. So I'm going to keep it. But there's other services that maybe you're duplicating uh, the, what they're offering. So this is the kind of thing you want to assess. Where are you spending money? Is it effective? Is it useful? And is that something you want to keep investing in? I mean, $9 a month isn't a big deal, but then you do 9 times 12, you're like, well, it's over $100 a year, so is that good? Again, it's, it's pretty minimal, but then what is the ROI? What is the return on investment for that $100 every year? Well, I get more shares and more links to my books and more people find me, so it works. To me, it's worth it. But it's some of those things that you need to assess and determine the resources you're paying for, how well are they performing for you? Moving on. Let's go to your website here. On your website, go through it with clean eyes and look at what needs to be removed in terms of it's old news or you haven't refreshed your website in a long time or a while. Um, It's something you no longer offer. It's something you don't want to offer in 2018. You have to look at your website with fresh eyes. Is this information accurate? Does the copy need to be updated? Do I have to change any of the sales copy? Do I need to simplify? Most of us need to simplify. So you're going to look at your website with fresh eyes and just clean it up. Get rid of what doesn't what people don't respond to. Get rid of what doesn't matter. Get rid of what you're no longer going to be taking forward. If you have, if you're an author and you have books, your books on your website, as you should, look at those book blurbs. Review your book blurbs. Determine how effective they are. If they're really selling your book, which is what a book blurb should do, it's sales copy. Look at the effectiveness of the book blurb. Update it on your website and update it on Amazon or wherever you are selling your books. Look at your book blurb (laughs) because it should be written in a compelling, intriguing manner. It's sales copy. It's meant to get someone to say, yes, I want to buy this book. Yes, this is intriguing. Yes, this would benefit me. So this would be something to get feedback on if you haven't done so, is to get feedback on your book blurbs and to determine how effective they are and if they are performing as they should for you. That is another way to do some cleanup here. Next on your website, you want to update the copyright to say 2018. And you do that not only on your website, but your blog and your emails so that you're current. It's one of those small details uh, that we forget about, but it's a good thing to do in January. Update the copyright to this year. Because, you know, you'll forget about it and then it'll be August. 
and you'll realize you never did it. So again, keeping things current, demonstrating that you're on top of things here. Update the copyright, 2018. Now the next thing I have for you to do is could take a little bit more time, uh, but it's really important. And that is to review and update your bio, your professional bio. Update it with any new credentials, milestones, or achievements. Update it if you have a new specialty or focus. Update it with what 2018 brings your, is you want to focus on. That was a terrible sentence. <laughs> Update your bio so that it coincides with 2018's focus. That's a better sentence. Now, the bio should include specific data that's quantitative. This is where people say they sold X number of books. They had you know, X number of years with something or X number of speaking events or they have put in X number of hours. There's typically numbers that describe specifically what you've done. So refresh your professional bio to give people those clear numbers. I will tell you that honestly, this kind of stuff makes me uncomfortable. To have to write about myself makes me uncomfortable with these bios. But you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the reader. You're doing it as your own PR agent. You have to step into that role of being a public relations expert that demonstrates your value to your clients. And this is a way that you demonstrate how you can help people. And you can say, I've worked with... X number of people in the past 12 months or in the past 12 years. You can make that clear so that people understand that you really do know what you're doing and you really are respected and valued by others who have already made contact with you and your services or your books. This, the numbers matter in the bios. So look at where you have impressive numbers or or higher numbers. Um, Typically, this is really about your results. The results you have created for yourself and your clients or your readers. It depends on industry. But um, you could say something along the lines of, well, you've improved healthy living habits for over – 100 people in five countries. Or you've written eight books with X number of downloads. Or you've invested X number of hours into specific training that has resulted in healing many people in your local community. So you take your results and you put it into your bio. The numbers matter because it paints a very clear and specific uh, picture here. Now, if you're looking at your numbers and you don't think they're impressive, 
or you don't like them or you're not proud of them, I would get at least one other opinion. Because, again, it can be hard to do our own objective stuff here. I would get someone else's opinion, an outsider's perspective. Um, Ask your clients. Ask your people you trust. How does this sound to you? Get their feedback on it. Also, go to someone you trust. Have them read your bio and ask them, am I missing anything here? And they'll say, oh, yeah, you totally forgot about this, this, this. And you'll be like, oh, my goodness, you're right. I forgot I did that. But that's something your clients might enjoy or your readers might want to know. So do a really good bio refresh and make it stronger, more engaging, more applicable to what you've learned and and the new results that you have experienced lately. And make sure then that you take that bio and you update it in all the necessary places. So it's not only your website. It could be a Facebook page. It could be an Amazon author page. You know, where where is your profile these days? You have to update it in all those places. The times that I've done this, my bio update, I find more places. Like, oh, right, I forgot it's over there. Oh, yeah, it's on that website too. So this is something that, you know, you might discover more places that you have to update it. But um, keep that new revised bio handy. And, and know that it's important because it really it changes, you know, how people will respond to you and engage with you, and it lets them know what you've accomplished, again, the milestones, the credentials, the achievements, uh, any, anything new. Anything new matters. So take the time to review and update your bio. Now, the other part of all this is getting clear about what you want to focus on in 2018. And this might need some time to sit with, you know, germinate, marinate, figure it out, what feels right, what excites you. But this is a great time to be doing that so that you feel clearer, that you understand what the immediate goals are or where you want to direct your energy. Uh, As I said at the top of the show, I'm starting some things in February because that allows me to get it together here in January, bring the pieces together, not feel rushed, um, make sure I'm doing it right, make sure it's all set up, and then go. So you don't have to put pressure on yourself to start it right away or to get going right away, but give yourself a game plan. Maybe you don't start something till April or whenever it works for you. I know that when we start these new years, we – they're not just a clean slate. We already have other things in motion, right? We have other priorities, other responsibilities, things we can't drop. We have to follow through and complete them. But keep in mind that, um, you know, I, I talked about in one of the previous podcasts uh, some of the, the trends of 2018, and it's good to have those in mind for your planning. Uh, for example, too much email. Email really isn't effective like it used to be. It's harder to get people's attention in the inbox. So it's looking at other ways to engage and to connect with people. One trend, I think it was pretty short-lived, there are these uh, autobots 
robot, it's a bot basically, um, that you connect to Facebook and they send private messages to people who are either in your friends or who like your page. Have you seen those? Maybe you've been on the receiving end of those. And they were short-lived. I think they've been short-lived because they're such a turnoff. I got one a while ago from someone. I didn't even, I don't even know who it was. I don't even remember liking her page. But it was telling me about her new book and would I buy her book. And it was very direct. And I thought, this just feels intrusive because <laughs> I don't even know who you are, and you're asking, and you're doing this direct sales pitch, asking me to buy your book, and you don't have any value statement here. There's no benefits to me. It was a complete turnoff, and I think that's what happened is a lot of these bots uh, were not done properly. They weren't really relationship based. They were more sales driven communication. But I know that bots are becoming more popular because of how they automate communication, and. I don't know, I don't have any details or data on them specifically. All I can tell you is my own anecdotal story that I thought it was a complete turnoff and I would never want to use them. But it's things like that that people are exploring because of how email is not as effective as it used to be. They're looking for more direct ways to engage with people and to connect. So part of 2018 here is looking at how you are connecting with your audience, your readers, your clients, and what's comfortable for you. And being open to that next new place, that next new opportunity or way to connect with people. One of my 2018 uh, focuses is on doing more video simply because I'm getting more comfortable with it. And I'm figuring it out, and for me, that's just been a slower process, and that's okay. Um, But that's something that I want to do. I've been doing podcasts for years. I love doing podcasts. I will keep doing that. Um, I still send some emails, but less, less emails. And I do social media, of course. So you look at everything out there, and you look at where – you're getting results and where you're getting um, the right connections with the right audience, and that's where you should put your time. And you should choose one or two. Don't feel like you have to be everywhere unless you have a way to manage that. I manage a lot of the social media through automated services. I'm on social media, but the algorithms keep changing, And I can't do it all. None of us can. Uh, But that's what works for me. I really like later.com. I like uh, Meet Edgar, which I know sounds weird, but Edgar is an octopus who is basically multitasking for you across many different social media channels. I think Edgar is a great service. Um, Anytime you start one of these automated systems, it takes time to get them up and running. You have to upload content. You have to set your specifics. You have to get things going. So I think it took me, say, two weeks to get some of these things going. But they help me so much. Um, There's other – I'm trying to remember. I'm actually drawing a blank right now. But I like how you can automate social media a little bit more just to help out. Uh, The other thing about Edgar is that it pulls the RSS feed from your blog – Uh, And you can connect it to various places. So 
we need to use technology to make things easier for ourselves. And then it frees us up to focus on where we can invest our time and energy to make money, you know, to, to have more programs and services for people. So in 2018, it's looking at what programs and services are you going to be offering and putting that into a game plan, really getting that clear. Um, hopefully it's already clear. It's probably something that's already been marinating in your head or you've been playing with. But this is really a good year to focus in on those main priorities, one or two, whether it's a new program, a new project, new products, new services, new books, <laughs> focus in. Focus, 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 a great word for 2018 uh, because you can focus in on one item, advertise it through the right channels, and make decent money doing it. And guess what? That is my little heads up of what I'm going to be offering in February. I'm going to teach you how to do it. So a lot of people call it a side hustle. Your side hustle, what you, the money you make on the side, it might not be your full-time job or your real-world job, but it's income and it matters. And I'm going to help you with that uh, into, in February. Get that going. Get that out there so that this is your year to be making more money. And I think it's time. I think we have more resources than ever to be successful. And it's important to have a niche. You don't have to have some big grand idea or big huge solution. You just need to have something that people want that's valuable and they're willing to pay for it. So I'm developing that. Um, it's actually almost done and I'll be sharing with it with you more. But it's, it's really a great time right now to know that you can make more money with your work and your offerings than ever before. So I want to help you with that. So I'll be talking about that more in an upcoming show. In the meantime, please uh, feel free to check out some of the previous topics I've covered in this podcast, such as 2018 business trends, such as um, looking at different sales conversion tactics. I talk about if you should quit your other job. That's important. Uh, why do you feel uncomfortable promoting yourself? Uh, why does it look like everyone's doing better than you? These are all topics I've covered in previous episodes of this podcast. So please feel free to go and listen, and I hope that they connect with you and support you with what you're needing right now. I will be back here next Monday to connect with you on another topic to support your business and books. I hope that you got some good things out of this show today and that you feel ready for your business cleanup and your new priorities for the year ahead. And I'll see you soon in another – oh, I have one more announcement. I have a new video up about my unconventional writing style. I almost forgot. This is how I describe for you I've been able to write so many books in a short amount of time. Um, I'm releasing my 12th book at the end of January, but I have four more books already happening at various stages for various amounts of time. And I share with you my unconventional writing style, how – Nothing that is typical advice has worked for me. It caused me stress. It made me struggle. I didn't like it. So I had to figure out a new way to follow what did work for me. 
So in this video, I share with you exactly what works for me with the hopes that it opens you up to your creative process too. So you can find that on my new Facebook page, and, I, and it'll be on YouTube soon as well. All right, so now I'm officially signing off, and I will see you back here next Monday for another new show. Thank you so much, and I wish you a beautiful week ahead. Take care. Mm-hmm.